This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Friday, December 2nd. Brought to you by Robo AgriFinance. Good morning, I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Rice production drops 40%. SWP deliveries at 5% at lawmakers' mull disaster aid. DWR sets water deliveries at 5%. The Department of Water Resources, the DWR, yesterday set the initial state water project allocations for next year at just 5%. It ties last year's initial estimate at a record low for the project. DWR Director Carla Nemeth warned that we have to be prepared for all possible outcomes and called it the dawn of a new era for water conservation. Lake Oroville, SWP's largest reservoir, did gain 400,000 acre feet this year after hitting its lowest mark ever in 2021, but it remains at just 55% of its historical average. DWR is working with senior water right holders in the Feather River watershed below the lake on other potential actions. As rice acres plummet, UCANR's tool helps growers adapt. U.S. Department of Agriculture's Economic Research Service projects that California rice production will drop nearly 40% for the 22-23 crop year. With acres cut in half, the harvested area is the smallest since 1959, and it will be the smallest crop since 1978. The per-acre yield, however, still exceeds the previous five-year average. ERS attributes the decline to drought, low reservoirs, and water restrictions. Extremely high corn and soybean prices drove much of the decline in the Delta, along with adverse weather conditions that reduced plantings. In the fall and winter, rice fields provide habitat for up to 10 million birds and 60% of the diet for migrating ducks and geese. The reduced acreage is a significant loss for those species, according to California Rice Commission CEO Tim Johnson. Drought has dried up what was once a reliable source of wildlife habitat here in the Sacramento Valley, said Johnson. New crop rotation tool might also help farmers cope with drought and other challenges. Researchers at UC Agriculture and Natural Resources have developed a calculator to crunch the numbers on transitioning fields to less water-intensive crops. I do think there are a couple who would have tried rotational crops in the past, but it's just so unknown, said Whitney Brim DeForest, a UC Cooperative Extension rice advisor. About 10% of the rice acreage in the valley is under rotation. Growers who have tried this report more flexibility in drought. With just 10% of his water allotment, Calusa County grower George Tibbetts rented two fields to a tomato grower and often rotates in and out of rice as a method of weed and disease control. Now keep in mind, California accounts for 75% of the nation's medium and short grain acreage with 97% of the state's rice grown in the valley. And on that note, USA Rice Chair Kirk Satterfield penned an op-ed in AgriPulse yesterday calling on the Biden administration and Congress to deliver more disaster aid to struggling farmers. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak West 
after this. When you work with Robo Agra Finance, you get the global knowledge and financial strength of one of the world's largest and most innovative food and ag lenders, tools essential to realizing your aspirations. Discover how an unmatched network of local and sector experts can help you confront agriculture's challenges and seize the opportunities that lie ahead. Learn more and contact us at www.roboag.com. Creating value, connecting vision. Robo AgriFinance. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak West. Senate clears bill to impose rail contract block strike. The Senate overwhelmingly cleared a bill that will implement a new contract for rail workers, ending prospects for a strike or lockout that could have hobbled agriculture shipping and hammered the broader economy. The Senate approved the House-passed measure 80-15 to 15 after a Democratic bill would have added seven days of paid sick leave to the contract failed to get the necessary 60 votes. The Senate also rejected a GOP proposal that would have extended the existing cooling-off period to end December 9th by two months. The agreement to hold the vote on sick leave and the GOP proposal allowed the Senate to act relatively quickly on the issue yesterday afternoon. Senate Majority Leader Charles Schumer, the New York Democrat, said a strike, quote, would be extremely damaging to the country. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. Ag disaster aid in the mix. Farm groups are appealing to Congress for a fresh round of assistance to cover losses from drought and other disasters this year. The groups want the funding included in a fiscal 23 omnibus spending bill that lawmakers hope to pass this month. Farm and ranch families from across the country continue to be harmed by extraordinary natural disasters, including a severe and chronic drought gripping much of the United States. Hurricane Ian damaging freezes in the southeastern U.S. earlier this year and late planting due to flooding and other weather conditions, to name only a few hardships facing producers in 2022, the group say in a letter to senior House and Senate appropriators. The Farm Credit Council and the National Council of Farmer Cooperatives signed the letter along with groups representing a wide range of commodities, including corn, cotton, soybeans, rice, sorghum, peanuts, and wheat. Now take note. House Appropriations Chairwoman Rosa DeLauro of Connecticut confirmed to AgriPulse yesterday that ag disaster relief was under discussion during negotiations over the year-end spending bill. We're looking at a whole disaster package, she said. CFTC Chairman, FTX collapse, not our fault. This The collapse of the cryptocurrency trading platform, FTX, it's a touchy issue on Capitol Hill. FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried has been a major donor to Democrats and had been advising lawmakers on how digital assets should be regulated. But one person who isn't taking the fall for the FTX collapse is the chairman of the Commodity Futures Trading Commission, Rostin Benham. Benham told the Senate Ag Committee yesterday his agency had no authority over FTX, with the exception of the Ledger X clearinghouse that FTX created. 
Benham said he had 10 meetings with Bankman Freed, but those conversations were mostly about Ledger X, which the CFTC chairman insisted is in sound condition. Now take note, Bankman Freed was a vocal supporter of a bill sponsored by leaders of the Ag Committee to regulate digital assets, but as it turns out, FTX was far out of compliance with the bill's requirements, Benham said. Mitigation proposed as part of Carborough plan. EPA is proposing to prohibit ground applications of Carborough insecticide with uh, within 25 feet of aquatic habitats to protect non-target species. That restriction is included in a proposed interim registration decision released yesterday. The insecticide is used on a wide variety of food and feed crops as well as in turf management, ornamental production, rangeland, and residential settings, according to EPA. EPA also is proposing a pilot program to examine the effects of mitigation measures in protecting four federally protected species, including Upper Columbia River steelhead trout. Finally, here's today's He Said It. It doesn't have to be this way, and this shouldn't be our destiny. That Western Growers president and CEO Dave Puglia in an op-ed for the Bakersfield Californian arguing for state policymakers to take bold action to improve California's water supply. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Friday, December 2nd, brought to you by Ronald AgriFinance. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Valley.